Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And And we're we're Identical Twins. Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical, identical twins. twins. All right, this is Hymn Talk, Twin Talk, Season 3, Episode, episode two. 2. All right, we just are loving Season 3. We have some great episodes lined up. We so enjoy mm-hmm. getting requests from our listeners. Yes. I mean, that's like the best thing. Because we love all the hymns. We can't choose them. So we're getting requests on Twitter and Instagram and people who participated in our quiz. Right. Right. So today's hymn, it's an awesome one that came from someone very close to us. Yes. This week's hymn came from our mother. (laughs) So our second biggest fan of Hymn Talk Twin Talk. Maybe a tie for first. A tie for first. Yeah. Yeah. Our mom and dad have always, you know, supported our crazy ideas. Right. I mean, when we first told them we wanted to do a podcast, I don't even think they knew what a podcast was, Carrie. Kelly, that's what I was just going to say. I don't even think they knew. Like, we had to explain what it was. And they, and I think their response was like, well, who would listen to that? <laughs> right. <laughs> but to be honest with you, Carrie had to explain to me what a podcast That's right. was. <laughs> That's right. I was the only one who listened to podcasts. Right. So we just got mom and dad into it. So she's our mom. We call her Nani because yep. that's what our kids call her. Mm-hmm. And she's an awesome mom and grandma. She is. And she is going to announce the hymn. We brought her here to talk. This is our second Hymn Talk Twin Talk interview. That's right. Well, so it's not the first time we're interviewing someone, but it's still a big new thing for still Hymn Talk. Still a big new thing. Yeah, so there's our new sound. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> All right, so we sat down with her, and we talked to her, and yeah, let's roll the interview, Cal. Okay. All right, here we are with our very special guest. This is our mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome to our podcast, mom. We were thinking that if dad was the founding member of the Hymn Talk Twin Talk fan club, what does that make you? Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm one of the biggest fans. <laughs> we told you. We told you. We told you. <laughs> yes. All right, so this is our mom. Mom, just give us a little introduction so our listeners know who you are. My name is Francine, and um, I was a nurse. I'm a retired nurse, and I was a nurse in the public schools for um, 26 years. Yeah. Yep. How long have you Total. been retired? I've been retired since 2015. And how is retired life, Nani? Oh, I love it. I love it. She makes us jealous. She makes us wish we were retired. I want to retire. I can't wait to retire. I love it. So what do you do when you're retired? What what are some things you do to stay busy? I have a little cookie business and I I make some cookies. All right. What do you call your cookie business? Let's do a little plug here. Um, Francie's Fancies. (laughs) All right. So we'll plug Francie's Fancies for you. If you plug him, talk to me. I I will. I promise you I will. So you guys, you can find her cookies on on Instagram and on Facebook. She's being kind of modest, you guys. Her cookies are amazing. amazing. Oh, boy. The cookies are pretty awesome. And she's they're custom cookies. So it's like... Whatever you want for your party, your wedding shower, she'll do. Right. Even if it's crazy, like, a, you know, you want a cookie of a 
polka dotted unicorn. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I was thinking of the dog. What was the cute dog you did that was the mascot of the college in Tennessee? Oh, yeah. It was like a little like black. Like a Scotty. Scott, it's a like a Scottish Scotty. terrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. That was cute. So, I mean, we really weren't talking about retirement. But, Mom, if you had advice to give to someone who was retiring, what would you tell them? What would I tell them? Hmm. I, <laughs> I would say, when you want to sit, sit. When you want to rest. I love naps. Oh, my I, gosh. I love naps, too. I must I get it from her. I love naps. I love, love naps. them. But naps they got to be awesome. short. There's a sweet spot of napping. Yes. Too short and you're groggy and right. too long and you're groggy. Right. So you have to find that window. Yeah. So when Pops was here, we talked about maybe a podcast about baseball. <laughs> Nami <laughs> should do a podcast <laughs> about, about naps. Naps. How about naps with Nani? Yes, I love it. <laughs> Hashtag naps with Nani. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good advice, though. And then yes. what about, okay, so sit and rest, but what about staying busy and finding your I passion? I am so busy. I am always busy. Actually, she <laughs> is really busy. It was very hard to book her <laughs> to do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your experience with podcasts. Do you listen to podcasts besides Him Talk, Twin Talk? Um, yeah, I do. Like I'll, uh, Rick Warren has one. Oh, okay. and yeah, yeah. Girlfriends in God. There, it's like a, it's an email that comes in, and then a, a few of the girls have their own podcasts. Interesting. Wow. So every time you listen, it's like a different person. Yeah, usually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, usually even the emails come in, and they're a different per. Oh. They're different people. You know, maybe we'll find we'll yeah. find some information about them and share it with our listeners. Yeah. Maybe right. other so people he, would like to. Yeah, here's all the podcasts. She's, so, she's on her phone she's finding on her phone. it for us. <laughs> so you, okay, you really are listening to faith-based podcasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. So, Nani, we haven't even told our listeners what the hymn is today. Like why I'm here. Right. Well, right. We don't really know why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we haven't told them of this okay. week's hymn. Okay. Right. We've dropped some hints this week. So some of our listeners might have a guess. Right. right. Mm. So Nani is here, you guys, to tell us this week's hymn is... Fill my cup, Lord. It's a great one. It's a great one. And we think that there might be people out there that know that this is a favorite of yours because you do tend to request it a lot at our our hymn sing. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Yeah. All right. So can you tell us what you like about it? Why'd you pick it, Mom? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just have always really loved this song. So one of the things we talk about is that it was in many hymnals as only a chorus. So oh. just the chorus. So did you know it as a chorus or did you know the whole hymn? No, because like you the woman that. at the well, I came certain. Yeah, so definitely. Your, your experience with the hymn was learning the verses with the refrain. Oh, absolutely. In the Methodist church, it was for me, it was just their chorus. Really? Yeah, it was just a little chorus. It was a response wow. to communion. And oh. we did not, I did not know there was more to the song mm-hmm. until oh. I, I found it. Yeah, and wow. so uh, later on, we're going to talk about the hymn writer. He, ha- he has kind of a great story, yeah. a very talented talented man. He was a pastor in the Methodist church for over 40 years. Mm. And it was only the chorus that was printed in the Methodist church hymnal for, for, for decades, right? For decades. That was all that people knew. So he was always a little disappointed. And he was. Yeah. So at some point in your church experience, the hymnal that you all were using did include the verse, the verses. So we thought that just to see if our listeners are familiar with this hymn yet. So we thought the three of us would sing together. Will you sing with us, Oh, Mom? my goodness. You didn't tell me this. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Here yeah. we go. The refrain. Yeah. 
Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me So when we were practicing, Nani said we were singing it too fast, yeah. Kelly. Yeah. So maybe we have the wrong tempo on a lot of these hymns and I no know. one ever tells no, us. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so a little musical nerd moment. Mm-hmm. M&M's, always fun. <laughs> so mom, you don't often see these in hymnals. Mom's looking at the hymnal with us. Mm. In this refrain, the last line, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. What is that musical symbol that's above the word more? Is that a fermata? That's Very right. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And that's, you don't see that often in hymnals, no. and, but that's when you like need your worship leader oh. to kind of like hold that mm-hmm, note out mm-hmm. long. And a lot of times what we do, which you might not even really notice, Mom, is that when there's a fermata, when there's a slowing down, we don't do it too much the first time. The second time we slow down a little bit more, but then that third time, it's like a dramatic slowing down because it's like nearing the end of the song. So you'll hear it. So the fermata does exist on every verse, but we just kind of extend it for each verse. Yeah. Wow. And we did it when we were just singing. We did. We We did did it instinctively. Like mom knew she, I wasn't conducting and she knew to slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mom, we want to know why this hymn. What is it about it that you love? Are there parts of it that just resonate with you as a Christian, as a woman, as a lifelong believer? Well, I think as a woman, it actually sort of speaks to a woman Mm -hmm. in a way. You know, fill my cup, Lord. Um, I lift it up, Lord. No one can make you feel full and 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 complete um it's 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 Jesus that's yeah. the only way but what i remember about this song too is my friend Sally from years ago we went to church together you know our kids were growing up and maybe you were you guys were preteens you know much younger than that and we were searching the lord and and having our little bible studies and i remembered this song that cuz at the time, she had started going back to school. She became a social worker. Uh-huh. And we really sought the Lord. Like, where did he want us to go? So yeah. did she sing it? Do you, can you recall her singing and playing it? N- no. There was a recording that mm. you brought the recording. It was like a single song. And it came with a card. Mm. And I remember giving that to her because it seemed like where we were right. in our lives, it was perfect. So this single song, was it a record? record? I think it was a record. Funny. Went with a card. I mean, this is my memory. I'd have to ask Sally and see if she remembered this. We should. We should definitely tell you her know? that this that right. this episode is I airing know. and she played a big part in it. <laughs> so yeah, that's the beautiful thing about hymns. It's mm-hmm. hymns will speak to you at different times in your life mm-hmm. and have very different messages. Right. So at that point in your life, she yeah. was going to school for social work. Were you kind of thinking of your career path? Like what right. am I gonna do? Because at that time I don't 
think yeah. you were going to nursing school no, yet. Yeah, but it went back yeah. further than that okay. because both of us were on the, you know, where are we yeah. kind of where are we going. I think I was taking classes yeah. but didn't really have a real direction. But that's really where Sally was too. Mm, right. She didn't know where she was was going. So you have this friend and you're going through the same kind of thing together. Right. And they have things in common. They have a lot of they things in common. They both are Christians. They both love the Lord. And you both are musical. I mean, you all heard mom just sing a few minutes ago. She's good. She has a great voice. Now, <laughs> mom, were you singing in churches, you know, when we were kids? Were you in church choirs? No, I think I did maybe a couple of cantatas, but okay. no, I, I really didn't. No. Okay. And you know, she does join my worship musicals at the church. Yeah, I, yes, I have. It's been yeah. a while though. Yeah. So in my job at the church, I end up talking to people a lot about their hymns. I mean, sometimes mm. it comes in the form of a complaint. Why don't you do my hymn? You right, know, why right. don't you do the hymn right. I like? And the truth is, is that it has opened up so many opportunities for me to talk to people and hear their stories. Mm. Because sometimes it's not like they need to have a hymn sung in church because they believe so heartily in it. Right. A lot of times it's because it reminds them of another time in their life mm -hmm. that they kind of long for and they're nostalgic for. Yeah. And th that's great. That's awesome. God uses the music of the church to talk to people in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I can't do your favorite hymn every Sunday, but I'd be happy to talk to you and hear your story of why you right, love it. Because right. that's also what people want. They want their story to be heard. Right. So you're telling us your story about the song, and, you know, we barely knew it. Yeah. This song that, you know, you love so much, Carrie says she only knew the chorus. Mm -hmm. I right. barely knew it. I mean, it was wow. not something that we that we sang often. So I love that you picked this one. Yeah. Wow. Let's just bring it to, you know, the hymns that we've done and yes. our podcast. Yes. So, Mom, some favorite episodes. What what things have you really appreciated um, about Hymn Talk, Twin Talk? Oh, there's just been so many. I, I go back and I listen to the old ones that you've done. Um, Wherever He Leads, I'll Go. By B.B. McKinney. That was mm -hmm. the first one. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what yeah. got it all started. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And Wesley, who was the... Oh, yeah. Um, the Wesley Brothers. Um, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. For okay. history. Yes, yeah. yes. And it is well with my soul. Is that yes? Yes. yes. Oh. Horatio Spafford. That was one of Dad's favorites. Oh, that was that's a beautiful yeah. one. Mm -hmm. yep. All right, Mom. Do you want to do a hymn talk, twin talk, pop quiz? All right, I'll try. <laughs> how how well have you listened? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All right, we're going to ask you some questions, and all you have to do is tell us the name of the hymn. Yes. So, Mom, famous English historian, writer, pastor Isaac Watts made it his mission to rewrite the Psalms, paraphrase the Psalms in new updated language, one of those Psalms became a much loved Christmas song. Do you know which one it is? Silent Night? No. Nope. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, first one wrong. We didn't even do Silent we Night. Didn't even oh, do okay. I'm really listening to the people. <laughs> really listening. I, yes, that was listening. Joy to the World. Oh, okay. All right. Do you yes, remember that? I do. And remember Joy to the World, it wasn't even a Christmas song. It was it, actually talking about right. Jesus' That's second right. coming. Right. His Joy to the World that will, will be coming. Be coming. Right. Yeah. All right, you can redeem yourself with this one, Mom. Ready? There's a Palm Sunday hymn, and as the story goes, the man who wrote it, Theodolf, we call him Theo, <laughs> wrote it in prison. Do you know the name of this hymn? All glory, laud, and honor. <laughs> I mean, she had zero confidence when zero she said confidence. that. She it is. It's a, it's a Palm Sunday hymn. You got it, Nani. All, All right, glory, then. laud, and honor. All right, next one, Nani. This is a hymn. That maybe is sung around Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the holidays for her. <laughs> and it was originally written in German. We talked about the German text. 
You have to translate it for us. It's nun danket alle Gott. What is the English translation? <laughs> nun danket alle Gott. Now thank we all our God. There yes. you go. Oh, say it in German with me. <laughs> nun danket alle Gott. <laughs> She won't even say She it. won't even attempt it. All right, All right. So, Mom, you've proven that you do listen. Yes. Thank oh. you. So, you know, Dad had requested last season the old Ragged Cross. Right. And uh, now Nani requested this season... Fill my, my cup, cup Lord. Lord. So now, you guys, we're waiting for a request from all of you. That's right. If you don't request anymore, we will go back to mom and dad. <laughs> and they will give us more. <laughs> all right. So I think we're all set. Nani, thank you for okay. being here. Oh, I loved being here. So this was fun. I mean, I think we said this when we were with Pops. I mean, yeah. it's not like the three of us ever really get together. It's true. It's right. true. Like, when right. do the three of us just sit and talk? I know. No. So it's nice to do that. Not we enough. Sh- we I should we do it more. more. Well, it's because Nani's so busy napping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. If she would just wake up. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nani, for being oh, here. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you, girls. Wasn't that so fun talking to mom? Yes. She's such a good sport, too. She is such a good sport. We kind of give her a hard time about things. We do. But she's, you know, like we said before, she's a really awesome mom. She always supported Mm -hmm. us. And um, she loves us unconditionally. She loves our kids. Mm -hmm. And she unabashedly loves Jesus. She loves the Lord. She was always reading her Bible. She was always going to prayer. She was one of those people who would just talk about her faith to anybody Mm -hmm. and at any time. Mm -hmm. It was never like a roadblock or an obstacle. She would just talk. Yeah, she was so well, she honest. She still does. She still does. I mean, I don't know why I'm talking in past yeah, tense. Yeah, she does. Yeah. All right. So we know that Nani loves the song mm-hmm. "Fill My Cup, Lord." Let's let's dive in. Cal. Okay. All right. So you know, it really is a unique hymn, and people have their favorite hymns for different reasons. Okay. I mean, Mom has her reasons why this is a favorite, mm-hmm. um, and so this hymn is pretty unique. It's almost like each verse is a song to itself. The hymn isn't super popular. It's only in 28 hymnals. But we did learn that the chorus mm-hmm. of the hymn is found in a little bit more. Coincidentally, it's in our church hymnal. Right. We have it here. All three verses with the refrain. Yeah, so we sang the refrain with Nani, which was super fun. <laughs> Why don't we just read all the words to the verse? Okay. And, um, and I'll play the piano. So the first verse is more like a personal testimony. It does draw on the story of the woman at the well, but it is a personal testimony of the hymn writer. Right. Here it is. Verse one. Like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things that could not satisfy. And then I heard my Savior speaking, draw from my well that never shall run dry. And then verse 2 isn't really about a personal story. It's kind of like the story of the world. Mm -hmm. There are millions in this world who are craving the pleasures earthly things afford. But none can match the wondrous treasure that I find in Jesus Christ my Lord. And then the final verse is really kind of has a missions emphasis. It's, listen, I have this thing to tell you. You need to hear. Verse 3. So, my brother, if the things this world gave you leave hungers that won't pass away, my blessed Lord will come and save you if you kneel to him and humbly pray. 
Now, I know this probably wasn't what the hymn writer intended, but I think what is really cool about this hymn is that each verse could stand alone. Mm-hmm. I picture it. I picture a verse alone with the chorus one week and then maybe another verse on another week with the refrain. And then the refrain itself could stand alone right. as a sort of response to scripture or a response to prayer. I also think it could be a response to communion. Let's talk about Richard Eugene Blanchard Sr. <laughs> he was born on March 14, 1925. Now, he was actually born in China. His parents, Ralph and Grace, were missionaries in China, so he was born there, and he returned to America as a young child, and he grew up in Indiana and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. What? A, how fascinating is that to just know that he was born in China right. with parents who were dedicating their life mm-hmm. to furthering God's kingdom. Yeah. It, yeah, I think that's amazing. So he did join the Navy. He went off to college. He became an ordained minister in the Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. He was actually in what's called the Florida Conference, and he was pastor for 40 years in many, many different churches in Orlando, Miami, Coral Gables, Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville. I mean, he was all over. He retired in 1988. Okay. Now, something that I think was interesting was his time in Miami. So he was at a church called the Trinity Methodist Church, and he actually started hosting a television program. It was called Horizons of Faith. It was a live, sustaining 30-minute religious program. Wow, live? Live, presented as a service to Protestant viewers. It aired Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10 in cooperation with the Greater Miami Council of Churches. And they asked him to do this. What I think is so cool, here, I think this might be a fun fact. That's where we heard Fill My Cup Lord for the first time on the TV show. Wow. And and people loved it. I mean, did we look for this TV show? Can we find videos of it, clips of it? We I could not find anything. I felt like I spent way too much time trying to find (laughs) it. If anybody in the Miami area knows of this Horizons of Faith, it would have been around the year like 1961. And we want we want to know more about it. Now he had a great time in Miami. They say that these were his golden years. In 1961, he would go to the University of Miami games. He would go to the Flamingo Dinner Club. He would hold revival meetings. And the religion editor at the Miami Herald would feature him and his writings many, many times in the newspaper. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's kind of this famous person in Miami. Yes. In Miami, there's probably like Richard Blanchard Drive. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) And so you know what that means, you guys. Yeah. We have to get to Miami. Uh, Where's our captain? (laughs) I mean, that's a more doable trip compared to some of the other ones we've talked about. All right. Well, speaking of trips, where's our captain? This is your captain speaking. The congregation at his church in Miami gifted him and his wife to a month-long trip to Europe and the Holy Land. They had a lifelong interest in travel. In 1982, so this is just six years before he retired, he actually led his first tour, one of many, to China. And he would travel and lead this tour group into China. And he brought his mother with him on one of the trips. And they actually were able to visit 
the very hospital in which he was born. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, here's a guy who moved around a ton. Right. But did end up like staying in the Florida area for a long time. Yeah. So I guess at the very, you know, at the end of his life, towards the end of his life, mm-hmm. the last few years, they moved to Georgia okay. to be close to the children. Okay. That must have been where his adult children mm-hmm. lived. Mm-hmm. Um, he had two daughters and a son and unfortunately they had to live through the passing of their son so Richard Jr. died in 1996 and he had been in a diving accident and ended up paralyzed um, Mm. at the age of 17 so I think that was a really hard thing for the whole family. That must have been so hard for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he still like served his church mm-hmm, faithfully mm-hmm. and served his family faithfully. But no, he did not have an easy life. Absolutely, when that son was injured in the diving accident, and Blanchard himself had a lung lung condition right. that required two surgeries. And after those surgeries, he was left with only one third of a normal lung capacity. Wow! Wow! So he he was struggling with his own health. And I just imagine that he got so much joy from the TV show, yeah, from his church, and from his travels. Yeah. And unfortunately, he didn't write a ton of music. No. Now, we only have this one hymn by him, but um, he did something that I think is pretty amazing. <laughs> something we haven't done. No. Another fun fact, maybe? But he wrote a, a musical. musical. He wrote a musical all about the life of St. Francis of Assisi. And we tried to find this musical about St. Saint Francis written by Richard Blanchard. I mean, how hard do you think it would be to find this? I, I don't understand where it is. No. I mean, we can see that he wrote it. Right. It, it's there. But I, why can't we find this musical? Right. So do you want to talk a little bit about how he wrote Fill My Cup, Lloyd? Because I have a little, like anecdote about it. I know, it. there is a little story. Sometimes, every so often, we research a hymn and there's a story around it, you know? <laughs> We've heard it with Fanny Crosby. Yeah. We heard it with Horatio Spafford. There's like yeah, a story. story. And this one is so interesting because it's the only one he wrote. It's the mm-hmm. only one we have record of. Mm-hmm. And there is kind of a cool story. So listen. So in 1953, he was at his church at the Wesley Church in Coral Gables, Florida. And he was waiting for a couple to arrive for premarital counseling. And they were late. And he said he was annoyed. He was annoyed. He went to his church secretary that he w- and told her that he would sit for 30 minutes and then he would leave. So he was giving them 30 minutes to get there. So instead of just fuming in his office, he actually went to a Sunday school classroom and began to doodle on the piano to kill time. So he sat down and was giving himself 30 minutes. Right. So you would think maybe he wrote the song in 30 minutes. But he was interviewed for uh, the Miami Herald. Yeah. Again, he yeah. was he was featured in it a lot, like we said. And he said that it took him six minutes to write the words. <laughs> six minutes to write the words of Fill My Cup. And then when he was finished, he tried to tinker around a little bit with some music. And it took him 20 minutes. Wow. And he said in this famous quote, there have been a few moments in my life when things have come from God. There is no other way to explain them. Yeah, I mean, God wanted this song written. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were no obstacles there. He even gave him the window of time where you have nothing to do, right? God said, you know, you have to sit and do this. So we know that his, the chorus that we sang earlier was found in hymnals, you know, from the very beginning, right? The, this chorus, and it was frequently used as a response for communion. But after Blanchard's death in 2004, his wife Mm -hmm. and others actually petitioned to have the rest of the hymn included into the 
hymnals. Mm. And so in 2011, it was published along with the chorus in the hymnal called Worship and Song. So we're going to look at the first verse now. And it is his story. Mm -hmm. And he's comparing himself to the woman at the well that we see in John 4, starting with verse 7. What does the Bible say? (laughs) A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, You have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Mm. So that is exactly what Richard Blanchard is referring to. Like the woman at the well I was seeking. So, you know, let's just talk about this woman first. Okay. First of all, I mean, the Bible is really clear. The passage Mm -hmm. is clear. She's a Samaritan. Mm -hmm. Jesus is a Jew. And the two of them would never have a, a relationship. But why is the woman at the well? Well, she's thirsty. She wants something to drink. Right. And of course, you only go to the well when you want something to drink. You need something to drink. Right. You go to Jesus when you need something from him, his right. his life, his love, his light, his water that mm-hmm. you know, you'll never thirst again afterwards. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about two different things, of course. She's thinking that she's talking about water. Well, what is this water? You think you're greater than Jacob right. because you have water, you know. And he says, "If you knew, if you knew, this is water that if you have it, you will never thirst again." Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting because Jesus does that a lot. It's almost like a riddle, you know. You think he's talking about one thing, but he's really talking about something Mm -hmm. else. And Richard, our hymn writer, keyed into that. I was like the woman at the well. I was searching. So you think, oh, you were just thirsty? You were looking for a, a cup of water? Right. No. No. You were searching for something to satisfy you that you couldn't find anyplace else. So a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, someone posted something and it was like about the woman at the well. And I, I retweeted it oh, and cool. I just, you know, in my head, it was like, wow, we, we are talking about this. Yeah. So the tweet went like this. The woman at the well had been divorced five times and Jesus still used her. Don't let people count you out because you have a complicated past Jesus preserves your future. Mm. And I thought that was so interesting. And then a lot of people sort of commented. I only retweeted. I didn't want to give too much away. Right, right. Right. They're going to know that it was us. I mean, I kind of wanted to say, we're talking about this song. (laughs) Um, But someone said, you know, they continued asking him. And he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone. I mean, you know, the woman at the well is no different from all the other men that Jesus has met. Um, And, you know, someone else on Twitter wrote another little addition to the tweet. 
and said that many of the people God chose were people with sinful pasts. Of course. Well, I mean, we all have sinful pasts. We all have sinful pasts. It's the devil that wants us to feel unworthy right. and unlovable. And, and But it's Jesus who reminds us that we are his precious children. Right. Um, I just thought it was so interesting. And, you know, I'm, I've talked about Twitter before. Right. And sometimes I use the hashtag Twitter family uh-huh. Twitter or Twitter fam, hashtag Twitter fam, because there's such a huge network of believers on Twitter that get engaged in these types of discussions and conversations. It's really, really neat. You put something out there online and so many things are out there used for negativity and, you know, to be offensive and insulting or whatever. But so much of it can be a source of encouragement Mm. and a source of peace if you look in the right places. And this Twitter thing has been really nice. And it's kind of funny because we are commissioned to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. But I mean, God didn't say, you know, exactly how. So, no. like, you could share the gospel on Twitter. No, why not? There are people who you really feel like it's their mission. Yeah. You know, every day they have their daily verse that they share mm. or they share a bit of their testimony. Mm. I think it's so cool. Yeah, so if you're one of my Twitter followers, if you're one of those, I don't know, <laughs> 337 followers and you're listening, thank you and share the love on Twitter. Yes. Let's share it. Yeah. So th- that's, I mean, there's so many Bible stories that are like this where mm-hmm. it has multiple meanings, right. you know, Multiple lessons can be learned from it. I mean, in this particular instance, we're talking about the actual cup and the water and the living water that Jesus offers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the perspective of, you know, your sinful past. There's right. lots of lessons in here. And, I mean, that's why Bible study just, like, never gets old. That's why you can look at one passage and then go back to it many, right. many times, mm-hmm. years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so now let's look at um, verse 2. Okay. So verse two is so cool to me because I think it it puts a whole new spin on it. So it's not just like this water and the things that I need to survive. Right. Now we're talking about the extra stuff. We're talking about all the things that we prioritize over our Lord, over our relationship with him, over going to church. And every single person has this struggle. Right. Whether it's, you know, a Sunday afternoon and you'd rather watch a football game Mm -hmm. than go to your back to church for the Sunday night service or whether it's finding it really difficult to tithe because Mm -hmm. you have your money that you want to spend elsewhere. I mean, I don't think this is meant to be easy for anybody, you know, to prioritize and put God first in everything. There are millions in this world who are craving. Mm -hmm. So he went from like, I'm just like the woman in the well Mm -hmm. to like, hey, guess what? All of you are like the woman in the well. They are craving the pleasures earthly things afford. So we're all kind of looking for things on earth that will give us some pleasure, that Mm -hmm. will give us some satisfaction. And so it kind of reminds me of that old other praise chorus. I mean, newer than this, right? But you, O Lord, are more precious than silver, more costly than gold. Um, You, O Lord, are more beautiful than diamonds, and nothing I desire compares to you. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying. And Every human on this earth has an inborn need to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And people find that love in different places. You know, maybe it is with diamonds and gold right, and money. Right. Um, but everyone has varying levels of this need. And so one of the things that I read is like, we are the empty cup with the need to fill mm-hmm. the cup. Mm-hmm. And whatever we put into our cup, you know, is what's filling us in our life. Mm-hmm. And that we really need to let God fill our cup first so that we don't fill it up with all the other stuff. God should be the first thing in the cup. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Well, that reminds me of the passage in Matthew. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then Then all all these things. things. Yeah. All right, so we have the first verse, which was like Richard's, you know, testimony. I'm just like this this woman. Verse 2, hey, guess what? So are all of you. Mm -hmm. And then verse 3 is him, like, kind of finishing it up. So, my brother. It's like he's talking to someone. Right. If the things this world gave you leave hungers that won't pass away, my blessed Lord will come and save you. And how does he save us? I mean, he saves us with the bread, the eternal bread, with the water that we will never thirst. We will never go hungry again. Mm -hmm. So, and that, of course, reminds me of the bread and wine that Abraham shared with Melchizedek the king of Salem, and it was a customary expression of peace and fellowship. We see it in Genesis. We see it in Exodus when they had the unleavened bread that reminded them of their life Mm -hmm. of bondage in Egypt. So this bread is a symbol of so much in the Old Testament. And then when they were stranded in the wilderness, God gave them bread from heaven, like literal bread, food. Jesus says, I am the bread of heaven. I am the bread of God. I am the bread of life. And I love that he basically says what you have to do. He says in the third verse how to be saved. And what do you do? Just pray. Right. You just pray and ask the Lord to do it. And you could use these words. We talked about the salvation's prayer with dad. And then when we did, he lives. Right. right? Ask Jesus into your your heart. heart. Yeah. Um, But this is, this is a salvation prayer. Right. God, please fill my cup. Right. Fill my cup and make me whole. Right. He's giving us the words. You know, we say it all the time. These songs are prayers. If right. you don't feel like you have the words to pray mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um, I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves. I know, it's you know, true. it has to sound yeah. really Fancy. religious or whatever. <laughs> um, and they feel like they don't have the words yeah. to pray. The words of these Mm -hmm. hymns are the words of your prayer. Those become the words of your heart. I mean, looking just at the refrain. I mean, there's your prayer. Mm -hmm. Fill Fill my cup, cup, Lord. I I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. I mean... I think of Psalm 107, mm-hmm. verses 8 to 9. Mm-hmm. It says, Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, can we spend a little time talking about cups? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Reminds sure. me of that Friends episode. Which Do you Friends remember? Episode? No. No. So come on, Kelly. Monica's planning the party. Oh, right. And she right. has to plan every detail of the party perfectly. <laughs> so when Phoebe wants to help, she really doesn't want Phoebe to help. So she puts Phoebe in charge of cups, cups. and ice. Yes. So the cups. And there were millions of cups at the party. That was so funny. It was really funny. Okay. So. Cup, you know, the idea of cup, whether it's a literal cup or a figurative cup, a metaphorical cup. I mean, we see cup in the Bible a lot. That's it's so mentioned funny. many times. It's mainly as a reference to drinking and eating, but also many times it's spiritually significant. A cup implied what filled your heart or mm, what, right. what was about to fill your heart. Right. Um, you know, Jesus inquired of his disciples in Mark 10, verse 38. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We hear cup a lot. So I have a little pop quiz for you, Kelly. Oh, no. 
I'm not sure I'm ready to have a quiz about cups. All right, here we go. Um, we actually played this game back in Standing on the Promises. Okay. I called it Bible or what? Right. I remember. <laughs> I remember. So I'm going to say some sentences, some <laughs> some quotations about the word cup, and you have to tell me if it's in the Bible or if it's from someplace else. Okay. You alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. That's Bible. That's a psalm, right? Yep. Yep. Psalm 16.5. Okay. How about this one? The usefulness of a cup is its emptiness. <laughs> That's or what? <laughs> That's a quote by Bruce Lee. <laughs> fill the cup of happiness for others, and there will be enough overflowing to fill yours to the brim. Ooh, I like that. I know. That's or what? <laughs> that was an American writer named Rose Pastor Stokes. Mm. And he searched and began at the eldest and left at the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. I know that one. <laughs> That's the Bible. Yeah. Oh, Benjamin has the cup. He hid the cup in his sack. So rude. Entrapment. 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 <laughs> Poor Benjamin. Oh, no. Not, Not me. me. How, How you can accuse him is a mystery. Do you guys know that? <laughs> Do you know what that is? Tell them. That's from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, a musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, and it tells the story of Joseph and his brothers. So I love that show. All right, how about this? For in the hand of the Lord, there is a cup and the wine is red. I feel like you're trying to trick me. It's or what? Carrie. <laughs> That's actually from Psalm 75, 8. Oh, I thought it was like, you know, some I Shakespearean know. quote I know. that was made to sound like a I Bible verse. I was trying. Oh. I was trying. I wanted to get have you get one wrong. You guys, that was the last one. She's got a lot right. All right. So that was fun, Kelly. All right. I feel like I want to introduce our singer. Now, oh, I love that we have a guest singer we today. Do. You know, sometimes we we may find that we don't share anybody's music. We mm -hmm. didn't share anybody with Faith of Our Fathers last week. And and I don't know. Let us know if you guys miss hearing the music. Right. Or if, if you, you want think more. It's, if you want more. If you think it's unnecessary. If you can just find it yourself. Mm -hmm. Let us know. But this is a singer from New South Wales in Australia. Her name is Sibel. And back when COVID hit, she just started recording hymns. She's recorded over 80. And, you know, she... Sounds beautiful. The audio Aww. is gorgeous. But Aww. the video is really pretty, too. She records in her area, and it just looks like such a pretty area of Australia. I love it. I Aww. love seeing where she is. So her name is Sibel. We're going to share all of her information so you can find her and you can listen to her hymns. And this is her performing Fill My Cup, Lord. And then I heard 
so nice yeah she is a great and, you know she, hopefully we'll be hearing more from her yes absolutely she has all these hymns she's yeah. recorded um but she's it looks on her website like she's a voice teacher so she's oh. giving voice lessons you can tell she's clearly a skilled singer all right nice. so i think we're done for today cal i know we always want to try to leave you with a nice scripture verse yeah. or something to kind of have with you as you go about your day and, you know, we kind of left off, I think, the most famous mm -hmm. cup reference in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think most people know it, even if they don't go to church. And that is from Psalm 23. Right. Psalm 23. And of course, this is a, a different cup, but the message is the same. Yeah. That the God's blessings fill our cup, that what we need from God fills us till it's overflowing. And we're so blessed that we have that. We're mm -hmm. so blessed as followers of Jesus that our cup can actually overflow with mm -hmm. him and his love. So here is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. 
Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I hope that when your cup is feeling empty, that you look to our Lord to fill it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, we'll see you next week yep. for a brand new hymn. You never know what you're going to get. Yes. But this season on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. See you Bye. Next, see you next time. <laughs>